Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to you live from America's Heartland here in Nebraska in the USA. Now, before we get started, I want to remind all my listeners out there that during the commercial break, you can go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business business offerings. And if you want to engage with me and send an email, you can do that by emailing me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can also go to this platform, that's Voice America. America.com. Go to the Empowerment Channel, and you can find me there. And, of course, I'm on social media. That's LinkedIn and Facebook. Now, also, for the listening audience, if you have a comment or question, feel free to call in and engage and have some dialogue with us. We really would like that because today's topic is called Entrepreneurial Leadership, a topic very near to my heart. And my special guest is Lorna Donovan who herself is an entrepreneur. She is the founder and president of Leader Trends. It's a leadership firm focused on assessments and profiling, speaking and training, and coaching and facilitation. An entrepreneur herself, she's engaged thousands of leaders across multiple sectors and industries for well over 25 years. And more than 1,000 clients around the world use her published mentor method, best-in-class practices of establishing rapport and identifying personal style. We have a lot to talk about today, so welcome to the show, Lorna. Hello, Matt, and thank you so much for inviting me to be here today. I'm, I'm excited. I listen to you every week, whether live or on recording, and I really feel honored to be part of this select group. Oh, well, I'm glad to have you here, and I, I want to be fully transparent with the audience out there that you and I met on an engagement client engagement several years ago, and we were facilitating some professional skills, or we were working with a professional services firm, helping them with getting their consulting skills really honed in so that they're ready to hit the ground running. And we were we were working on competencies around structured communication, team dynamics, problem solving, interviewing skills, and just a lot more. But it was at, at that point when our universes intersected, and we just hit it off. And I thought, you know, we need to keep nourishing this relationship because we have so many things in common around this concept of entrepreneurial leadership. And I, I feel like I know you pretty well, but not necessarily all the listeners do. So what I'd like to do is begin by having you talk a bit about your leadership journey and the passion that drives you to coach and work with other leaders. Absolutely. So we'll just call this the most boring part of this, <laughs> this very day's uh, phone conversation, but the truth is I discovered that I'm more entrepreneurial than I am big corporate. I have worked for companies, large companies, three times in my career, once straight out of college, another time almost 10 years later, and then a little further down the line from there, and there, there's just something about a smaller organization and um, the kind of energy that it creates for me that just matched my own desire to be self-led and to control my destiny. 
and at some point in time discover that entrepreneurship is really deeply connected to salespersonship, if you will, and some of us shy away from that, but it's absolutely integral uh, to success. The second piece of entrepreneurial leadership is discovering that I was a leader. Didn't think of it that way, didn't think of myself as a natural leader, but it didn't take me long in my career to figure out if I'm going to be part of a group, the best place for me is to be in the lead. And oftentimes that is supporting a leader of another kind higher up up the line, but um, ultimately I became a leader at the front of the room and doing the work that I do today in consulting and and training and development. Um, Real quickly, uh, when I was uh, young in my career, had a team of folks who were in supervisory roles, so junior, junior management, and we had a set of beefs. We had a set of things we thought could be improved and uh, needed to take them to the CFO and see if we couldn't get things changed. Anyway, I got uh, nominated to be the spokesperson, so we all marched into the CFO's office unannounced. I grabbed a marker, went up to the whiteboard. I probably lined out 10 ideas that we thought would be helpful for him to hear. And um, as I'm going along with my back to the rest of my peers, saying, right, guys, this is what we want to do, and the room was getting more and more quiet. When I finally turned around, I realized I was the only one left in the room. Everybody had run away. So that's an example of how not to do it, but a great example of my passion and my intention was really driving me to step up and step out and, um, and, and be that person at the front of the room. I How about you, think- Matt? What, what was your journey? Well, I, I describe myself, I came out of the womb as a leader. <laughs> That's what I always say. I, I think inherently, you know, I was the oldest of five boys. And you're just, you know, the family structure has a way of saying you're the example. You have to, you know, set an example for your young brothers. But So I really feel like it's embedded ever since then. But ever, you know, when I think about being in, in grade school, high school, you know, I, I was always at the front. You know, I think a good image of me f- f- that you could see is in high school, I led the marching band and I was the drum major. I was the one out in front leading and, and directing and doing all that stuff. And that really just in some ways encapsulates what I've been doing really my whole life, you know, from doing that, going to college, doing the same thing. And then in my career, that being a leader it's just something that's ingrained in me, and I have been a student of it, if you will, watching leaders who I just really admired and also learning from the ones who did things that I thought were just, that was really stupid. Why'd you do that? <laughs> so, and I'm not, right. and I cannot say and profess that I haven't done dumb things in my life as well, but, but it's, it's, it's just always been there. It's always ingrained me. And I think this, this last newest chapter of my life around 2011 when I became my own entrepreneur, this is a whole new domain that I'm playing in now. And it's very exciting. It's exhilarating. And also sometimes a little scary. Yeah. I don't know if any I, of that I, resonates. <laughs> yeah, I completely relate to what you're saying. And I think our listeners may as well. If they're like me, more of a latent 
leader or are you a born leader, there are many times when um, there's a there's a calling internally or externally, but there's also a question mark. Do I have a vision? Is my passion strong enough? Can I do this? And um, there's there's so many things we need to talk about uh, to help empower those folks to mm-hmm. find that and, and uh, emulate that in themselves. And I think it's also, I agree with what you were just saying, and it's also there's something about what's the true motivation for you doing the leadership, you know, because I remember different phases of my life. I, I wanted to do it for the prestige, you know, to doing it because it's a, it's the real pull from doing good and doing, doing what's the right thing to do. And I, you know, I just now really, I love what I'm doing now because it's coming from a true place and engaging with individuals one-on-one through coaching or facilitating in workshops and things. It's, it's just a passion and love and drive that I have. And I'm, I'm sensing that from you as well. Absolutely. That passion and drive um, for me comes from the inside, comes primarily from my heart. And when I think about the best decisions I've made in my life, the big pivots in life that some people would look at and say, oh my goodness, those are huge risks to take, or it's even fanatical, those were the decisions that had the biggest payoff, and they, they put me in charge of, of myself. They caused me to um, live, if you will, with, with passion, because a lot of times I didn't have anything else. When I talk to folks about um, their path to entrepreneurial leadership, I often mention that for three occasions in my life, my income, that's the income we all think about, plain old money, was zero, and yet I took the risk. I had to be self-reliant. And to do something without passion for me is a little bit like, well, why bother? You know, it's my friends in Europe talk about American coffee, and they call it why bother because it's a watered-down version of their espresso. I think that's a little bit like how I feel. Mm. And I have to ask you, when yeah. you decided to go out on your own, was did you have were you nervous or anxious or scared? Um, you know, I never really feel alone alone. Um, not afraid of my own company and like everyone, I wouldn't be honest if I said I had no self doubts. Of course I did. But because I am a collaborative and and, um, people connector by very nature, then it's always about how quickly can I get the group that I need around me. Um, As you and I are doing right now, it's about about affiliation. Who can I learn from or work side by side with? It's, It's the chemistry. It's bringing in people with different styles or different motivations in mind that I think add to the to the texture and um, the, the the secret sauce I guess Matt and part of why you and I are here today is that you just absolutely know when you're around people who bring your energy level up and mm-hmm. they are leaders in their own right um, I know that that you're specialist in transformational uh, leadership. That's my personal example of it, but um, 
you may have your own. Mm. Well, I'm so glad that you tapped on on the the energy piece because there is. I always talk about like energy attracts like energy, and we can feel positive nurturing energy when we're around that and also the anabolic the the destructive energy and i know for me when i asked you the question about were you nervous or scared for me i I look back and there was a moment where i was a little nervous about going out on my own because because i do feed off of being around people that's what motivates me and and energizes me and i was i was afraid that oh being being working from the home office and you know not having that daily interaction that was a big a big fear for me, just to be honest. But you know what? I've figured it out. And it's doing things like this as well as it doesn't it, – you ha- also have to look within and, and find, like you said, that motivation and that passion and keep going back to that because that's the true north star for me is, is to keep going towards that light. And for you, what does it mean – you know, when we talk about energy – how do you manifest energy in others when you're working with them? Yeah, great, great, great question. Um, you know, what I have found is that everybody has what I would call a superpower or two or three, mm-hmm. and everyone has a derailer or two or three. And so the example you just gave, for example, around stating I really need to be around people and I had a fear of working by myself. Part of that is saying this could be a derailer. You know, if I if I start working by myself and I get lonely or mm-hmm. isolated, that could be the end of it. But being able to, again, name it, claim it, and then do something about it can actually create a superpower for you. And that's what I do with my clients. So the best example I can think of, Matt, this uh-huh. really runs the gamut, are um, about 15 years ago when I started my own practice, what I found is that folks were coming to my, my entrepreneurial leadership courses who had come from big companies, and they were feeling like persona non grata. Hmm. They had, you know, checked all the boxes, done all the work, worked extremely hard for the companies, credentialized themselves. They were experts in their field, but they got to a certain age or a certain level within the organization where they were expensive to keep around. And I will tell you, Matt, a lot of them were, were men, but in the past 15 years, the women are coming in droves as well. And what they've come to realize is they are now ready to say, if I stay with the big company, I know what could happen. I might get laid off. I might get demoted. I might get moved around. I may have to make some sacrifices I'm not willing to make. And I'm finally ready to take that risk, put the shingle out with my name on it, because I do have expertise. I do have something to share. And that works great for about six months. They're riding on that high. And then they recognize, I I printed my business cards. Um, I, I, I... I set up my office at my home. It's in the basement, but I'm not bringing anything in the door. Or 
um, you know, I didn't expect that the economy would turn. Now what do I do? And that's when they come to me. So the key there, again, switching it on, is to figure out what is their superpower. And in the case of those folks willing to be a founder, willing to bring forth a product or service that likely has never been brought forth before, uh, helping them to understand how they go beyond just explaining their idea to friends and family and move it into a real going concern. I love it. And this is a great segue because after the break, what I want to explore with you, because we all live and and operate in a certain primary mode of energy. And we also have what I call a secondary energy that kicks in when we're triggered or when those things like you were just this, this, you know saying or talking about there is that we our energy drops when we feel fear, risk, and so forth. So what we'll do is we'll take a break here, and when we come back, Lorna, we're going to dig into that a lot deeper. So stay Let's tuned. Do it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed taking a look at my website during the break. So today I'm talking with Lorna Donovan. She's the founder and president of Leader Trends. And the topic today is all about entrepreneurial leadership. And Lorna, before the break, I said to you, I wanted to dive deeper into energy. I talk about it, but there's there's much more to it. And I think you know, I, I coach all around energy. And when I was looking for a coaching program, I went to the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. It's called IPEC. And I completely subscribe to their methodology because it's all about energy. Where is a person's energy? And, he, and the founder of it is Bruce Schneider. And he created this model where there are seven, seven different levels of energy that we all express. And in fact, you and I have talked about your energy and my energy. Absolutely. And in full disclosure, once again, 
your transformational and transformative input has really helped me personally, Matt. Um, seven stages for me, I'm a simplifier. It was hard for me to understand until I integrated it with both my client's experience but also the, the leadership journey I've been on. So for me, levels one and two were what I call a victim, Mm-hmm. the lowest levels. At three and four, you move into a space of care and concern. Um, somewhat helpful, but not all the way helpful. And, and then levels five through seven, excuse me, are what I call consciousness in my experience. But again, I've simplified. For those folks listening, Matt, who think they may have a calling to entrepreneurial leadership, can you help us understand the journey, victim, caring, concern, and conscious leader? Absolutely. There, and it's such a great way to think about that. Let's go back to energy. There's the anabolic. It's that, that really beautiful growth, nurturing energy that we have within us. And then there's the catabolic, and it's, it's that negative energy. And it's very much like, think of it this way. If you were being attacked by an animal, there's that trigger within you and we we go to a place where we fight. And so when we think about the seven levels, and by the way, everyone out there listening, the the different levels, I, I have a tool, it's called the Energy Leadership Index, that by having you take this assessment, it can help you figure out where do you primarily operate in your life daily? And then where do you go to? What's your secondary? Where do you go to when you're triggered? And when I say triggered, it's it's things like... You, you have a limiting belief that you just can't do something because that's just the way the world says it is. Or perhaps you make a, an interpretation of something and misinterpret things or what have you. There's something that pushes your buttons. And that's when you'll, you'll often go into that secondary or even some other levels. Because the way the model says, all of us have a representation of all these levels of energy within us. And it just depends the the moment that we're in, our state of being, our mind, our physical health, spirituality, all those all those factors come into play. And it just, you know, depends on the moment. But let's start with that level one and two that you talked about, Lorna. Level one is it's it's that victim. It's the person who says to you, I why even bother? I can't go anywhere. They have this feeling of apathy, of indifference. There's no enthusiasm. And their actions or the results is really lethargy. Just the inability to take action. They have no in, no initiative period. And they just can't see any options out in the world. And I'm sure, Lorna, you and I, I, I've been in that space before. I'm sure you have. You've, you even mentioned when you're working with clients that there's that victim mentality that can kick in. How do, how do your clients then show up to you? Like, if they're at that state, um, and that may actually be part of their natural state, Matt, um, what does it take to get them to, to look at themselves? And, and if they do, is there a possibility to, to change that paradigm? Mm, great question. You know, the, the best, the one thing that we, we have to do, so when, when we're around someone who's in that victim mentality, we have to match them by acknowledging and uh, when, when they state these things, what, what you do is you say, okay, the way that you're describing that, that makes perfect sense. And so what you're doing is you're help, helping them validate that they're not, 
in this alone, you're not saying it's right or wrong, but you're acknowledging that, okay, those feelings and emotions are, are real. And then to start thinking about, okay, what would be a new thought or what would be, what would be a new thought to have about the situation you're in? What would be a new feeling? What would be a, a feeling that could be different, that could get you out of that place? So it's having them go within. And the thing about coaching and, you know, with clients and, and ourselves, we have to have the full the full being present when having these honest conversations with ourselves. We can't just think from, do from logic. We also have to have our emotional state at play. And we have to negotiate and bring those two together. You can't have just one and not the other. Right, and and you're so masterful at bringing what I call empathy, um, a great reminder for all of us, entrepreneurs or not, leaders or not, to to start with empathy. I get to a place, um, so I'm not yet at mastery level, where I find I have to blend empathy with some directness because mm-hmm. I do want to know what someone's objectives are, business or otherwise, and and whose vision or... Um, you know, why they're feeling passionate about something. Are they really following something or not? And um, I love how you can see this as a stage and you can name it. I think naming it and claiming it, once again, is really empowering to people. How about, really the, how about the second level, the care and concern? Yeah, the second level, and when we're thinking about this, we think about your your energy composition, if you will, when you're at that victim stage, you're about 70% catabolic energy. 70% of your body is just, you're miserable. 30%, there's there's the anabolic, but you're very much driven by that, that victim. When you get to the next level, the level two energy, that's when you have about 60% catabolic. And what this, this area represents is conflict. And what I mean by this is when you meet someone who's in this space, they're just angry. They're mad. They're annoyed. They're full of resentment, frustration. And so they, the, the way they act out is defiance. Oh, yeah, well, I'll show you. You don't think I can do this? You know, it, it's that fighting mentality. And you can only live in that, that fighting stage for so long. And can, you know, it's just simply exhausting. So that's what I mean by that. And also, that, that conflict, it can be internal right. or or external. So it you you might be having conflict within yourself or just conflict externally with other people. So it's both. So what about getting then to level three or four care and concern? Or is that just a natural status, meaning people come to you and that's that's where they live. They're they're not down in the victim area, but they're not yet to consciousness either. And that's the power of coaching <laughs> because if there's someone in that, and by the way, when someone is in a, a level one or level two, coaching sometimes doesn't work until that a person has to get out of that, that dark doldrum space or coaching won't work because coaching is about looking forward and let's help you achieve. But if they're just so in that, that victim and, and fighting stage, yeah, sometimes you just have to wait. And I've, you know, I've worked with people said, you know, perhaps we need to take a break and and have that person sort some things out. So now I have that's very rare. I don't have I've, you know most most of the time when people come for coaching is because they do want to work on themselves. And that's that's the state of mind being is that okay, 
what, how is this working for you? That's a, a common question a coach will ask is, well, what's it, how's this working out for you? Mm, yeah, not so good. And so, all right, let's, let's talk about this. What's going on now? What's trigger, triggering it? And what, how can we flip this and, and put a new thought in there or a, a new way of viewing something that's ahead? And when that, that switch starts to happen, that's when we move into the level three, which, as you said, you know, it starts to get into the care space. And level three is where we start to realize, okay, I, it's, I'm going to look at this with a core thought of responsibility. I'm going to own my feelings. I'm going to choose to be accountable for my own experiences. And there's a bit of forgiveness in here where the, a person that's at a level three will pardon, they'll condone. Their, their whole co- focus at work, I think of this at work, for example, is cooperation. They'll do anything they can just to make sure the team can get the task done. Now, is there overabundance of joy at level three, no, they're st- they're getting more anabolic because now it's about 50, 50, maybe even 60% anabolic. But the focus is, let's just cooperate, get the job done so we can move forward. Am I making sense there? It totally makes sense. And I'm thinking back to the example that I gave around the entrepreneurial leaders who have decided to leave corporate America as, as an example of um, coming in angry and blameful you know, it was the company or uh, it was the economy, and then moving into um, cooperation, care, and concern. What's What's interesting there, Matt, is that they come in and they and they want the support, love, um, and caring of their friends and family for their idea. Oh, it's going to be great! You're going to go out on your own. I can see you doing that, but. Do they actually have the ability, which is so key as an entrepreneur, to pitch their idea? Again, I don't think of sales as a dirty word. It's not selling the product or service. It's understanding, is there anyone out there who wants it? And and staying in that space of care and concern, if, if not harnessed correctly, means they're really just once again, standing at the water cooler, it's just a different water cooler, right. uh, trying to tell everybody how great they are, um, but not necessarily getting in touch with the thing that would really help to move them forward, which is, mm-hmm. again, look at your superpower, look at your derailleur, have that honest conversation with yourself so that you can live your truth. Absolutely. The level three is... I, and I, I have to be honest too, you know, I sometimes fall to level three and I can certainly look at working with teams, for example, where I don't like conflict. I th- I've mentioned that on the show before. It's one of the things I'm, I'm always working on trying to embrace. In fact, Lorna, I've got a guest coming on in a couple of weeks where we're going to talk only about conflict. And so, oh so it's going to be a it's going to be a great conversation. But what I find about level three is for me when I'm looking and, and people aren't getting along, I'll go to that level, I'll figure out, okay, what's going to make Lorna happy? What's going to make Dave happy? What can we do to find that common thing so we can move things forward? I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's what I'll fall to. It's not my primary, but uh, when I get to that moment where, you know, a bit of, uh, I, I just don't know what to do, that's what I'll, I'll fall to. But there's hope. And I'll right. tell you this, let's go to level four Level four is when there's a lot more anabolic. So now we're about 70% anabolic now. We're living a life of 
care and compassion. And this is a, this is a person who is very much focused on others. They've got sympathy. They, they have empathy. There's sensitivity here. There's some warmth and kindness. And a person that operates primarily at this level is all about service to others. I have to tell you, when we were when I was going through my coaching program and we had to take the in energy leadership index ourselves and get our energies measured and the instructors before they knew the composite of the 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 demographics of the participants you know in my cohort they said level 4 is typically typically represented of people who are in healthcare nurses primarily almost every nurse and we had two nurses in our class and both of them scored at level 4 <laughs> it was just so so right. interesting yeah, but well, and I love what you were saying earlier that the coaching helps. I I agreed, completely agreed, because I think seeing your own possibilities gets muted when you're in that state of of caretaking or caregiving, um, and your positivity it's it's going to get chipped away. And yet, that's ideally where they want to get to um, that that level five through seven consciousness, which may even be elusive for some folks. Hmm. And, you know, when you think about entrepreneurial leaders out there, this is a great place to be in because you you do care about your client. You're genuinely interested. You're curious. And you want to yeah. find ways to relate to them. And it's it's a great place to work. Let's pause right here. We're at a commercial break. And when we come back, let's talk about those really energetic levels, five, six, and seven, and what that really looks like and what a great place to live in. So stay tuned. We'll be back here in just oh, two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag Behind the Scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding Your Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guy Summer Helene on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in, Voice America the leader in live internet talk radio voiceamerica.com forward slash live events success starts here voiceamericaempowerment.com it's your world you are tuned in to transformational energy leadership to reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. 
Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Today, we're talking about entrepreneurial leadership. And before the break, we were taking a deep dive into the seven levels of energy leadership. And this comes from the work that I did with the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, IPEC. And when we left off Lorna, Lorna is my guest today, we finished up through level four, and now we have levels five, six, and seven. And I have to tell you, when we're operating at level five, six, or seven, life is good. We're living in... <laughs> yeah. And we don't want our listeners to think it's it's easy or simple, um, but to live consciously, living your truth at that level. Uh, maybe it's the goal, but but maybe it's also uh, something that, that happens with experience and time. Real interested, Matt, in your description of that, that first level five. Level five, this is where we're really shining in terms of the posi- the anabolic energy. It's running through us. And like you said, it's it, we're living ourselves. It's not something that we have to manufacture, but there's this true positive energy here and level five is about reconciliation it's coming together in agreement and there's understanding there's good and bad the the judgment all that stuff is there's no more judgment that's a big piece about level five before that we're still judging to a certain extent but it, and when we're at level five energy we're living in this peace this emotion of peace and calmness trans, tranquility there's some contentment there and it's really about the actions that you'll see a person at level five is about acceptance. It's believing, willingness to receive, an agreement for what is, and accepting differences instead of identifying and focusing on changing people. And Bruce, who's the founder of this tool, he's you know done this with thousands of people, and he says that most leaders that we see leading organizations are operating at level five. Because they can step back, they're, they're seeing the big picture, and they're trying, you know, to, it's, like I said, it's all about acceptance, and let's, let's, move, let's move this ship forward. I could not hear that enough. Do you know that? That whole idea of it's not about changing people. And um, I love that notion of acceptance. So, for example, for me, Matt, uh, mm-hmm. I discovered that my power of focus is exceptional. I've had, I've had people point it out when I get focused on something, and it's not just the details. It's um, the, the core objective I'm trying to achieve. It's the, it's the, the audience I so want to uh, share with. It's even just keeping my life in balance. I seem to have that capability, but... Oftentimes, um, when I'm working in leadership capacity or working around a team, for me, there's a danger of speed that any time I add in something time critical, my judgment, their judgment, uh, can get thrown. And I can, I can become a stupid leader. And what's really important about what you just said is that I myself have lived in that space as the entrepreneur leader of my own business. The, the, mm-hmm. the hard truth is I have to look at myself in the mirror every day to how am I doing here as a leader and know that I will have some times where I am pushed by speed and time criticality and I too can be a stupid leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it's, we can fall into that. And that's, it. that's the thing, you know, like I was 
talking about earlier too is that if we get pushed, we get triggered, a button just, you know, it's like a, a finger. You stick a finger in your side and just push as hard as you can. That represents those moments where something is triggering us. And that's why it's so important to to stop and explore what's going on in my life because we're so complex. It could be something maybe in my physical domain. I'm not going to the gym. Therefore, that's bugging me and that's bringing me down. So there's so many different things, right, that can enhance or distract us from where we want to be. The nice thing about being at this this level five, think about it as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is that you're, you're stepping back and you're saying, you know what, I'm at calm. I, things things work in harmony here, and we're going to figure this out. There's that optimistic side that really starts to kick in here. Right. I love that. So that step then leads to six. Can you tell us a little bit about how folks are showing up in your practice? Who are at oh, level six? Level six and level seven, these are what I call the circle of transcendence. When you're in these spaces, there's no ego, the self of being, it's, there's timelessness, the total life is about, it's being in the moment and living it fully, that you're conscious, you've got this intuitive awareness, the sense of knowing, of being awake, aware, you've got this inner faith, it's a deep inner knowing and belief within yourself, and it doesn't necessarily need to be logical but it's there for you, and you've got a high frequency at these levels, very high levels of anabolic energy vibrating at high levels. And when, I, when I'm working with people who, who come in at a level six, their core thought is all about synthesis, blending away of the illusion of individuality. That's not so important here. It's more about combining separate elements or substances to form a coherent whole, if you will. And their core Feeling and emotion is all about joy. It's a permanent sense of pleasure, happiness, and delight. And the result here is you really see wisdom. And they these are individuals who bring into intuition into the equation and enlightenment. And it's very funny because I know people who are at this level, level six, and there's the I you know that energy. I just love being around it because. I feel good. I feel enlightened. I, there's a, a power that comes from it. And sometimes one of the one of the criticisms or a comment might be made, yeah, well, Lorna, she's kind of aloof, though. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> but when you meet someone at this space, that's, that's where they're operating at. And yeah. that leads right into level seven. And level seven, this is where you're about 90% anabolic. And level seven, very few people operate at that level consistently. You just can't. It's there, but many people can tap into it. Many of us have have some potential to get there. And what level seven is is it's the highest. There's no judgment here. There's lack of fear. There's objectivity. And when you think about feelings and emotions, it's all absolute passion, total bliss, intense desire or enthusiasm, and the reaction or the Action we often see a person at level seven is creation. They're able to bring things new into existence, spontaneous manifestation of ideas, if you will. And right. With that, when I have clients that are at this, it's what, what I call genius thinking. And you, we've all ran into these people who can tap into that level seven, and you just go, "Wow, where did that come from?" They they can just see it all, see the big picture. Yeah, I love your word too, synthesis. I, I 
I go back to my entrepreneur example, and I think a well-meaning business founder may hire friends and family to actually work within the business with all good intentions, even though they may not have the capacity or capability, especially as the business grows and scales. And if they get to this transcendent point and they work through the challenge of, okay, I I can care about uh, the people that are working for me, but they probably can't be my family members, they end up hiring experts and then recreating a family. The, the synthesis becomes a new family within their business. So my example is I find people to affiliate with, and I can think of great people, great people, Matt, that you and I know and have yes. worked with who really bring that out. This is, the, this is the joy, as you're describing it, for me in being an entrepreneur and and working with other leaders to help them get here is you get the choice to then work with the team of people that feel like family, but maybe a little more functional. <laughs> yeah, but, but it makes a lot of sense. And I was reflecting on so many conversations I've had on this show with many of my guests. And when I, what's really nice about the evolution, about leadership and how it continues to become more enlightened when we think about you know, leadership study and what great leaders do. And a common concept, or not even a concept, but a common comment maybe that has come up over and over is about love and about heart, about mm-hmm. soul, empathy. Those words are coming up quite a bit now, you know, in the literature. And a great thing that we can do for ourselves when we're coaching ourselves, when we're in this as an entrepreneur and we're being hard on ourselves, is to step back and say, how would love deal with this? How would love approach this dilemma? And when you think of it that way, it's like, yeah, okay. And I know it sounds a little squishy, but that's but that's what makes us human. That's what that's brings that intuitive angle into things, and that's what makes us special. Right. I I I think you're right on, and I've heard you say this before. So I'm really just echoing it for everyone who's listening. You talk about being authentic, and that's a word. It's a buzzword these days. It gets a lot of um, you know press, but what does it really mean? And we don't get rewarded very often for being at level six or seven, seven in particular, being our authentic selves. Um, Your definition, including love and heart, my simple definition of authentic is I know I'm authentic, Matt, when I'm not using my head and my brain. Yes. Or my head and my brain aren't trying to justify things. Hard place to get to. Um, It's, Because there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear in, in going to that extent and being that vulnerable. Uh, do you have clients who are afraid to take the risk to get to six or seven? It's uncomfortable at times, particularly with clients who are more heady, just like yeah. what you were just saying, who want to use logic. For example, I, you know, for, let's say I'm working with a client who's very much into data, and data is very valuable. We have to have it. When we're working with people, data is important, but that's not the only thing. I guess a, a good way to describe it is when we're doing our job functions, at the, at the, at the very bottom of the pyramid is we have to have the, the, 
the skills, period. You've got to be smart. That's the given part. It's the right. other, it's all the relational stuff. That's what makes us great. And what I would say to listeners out there, if you haven't done this, you know, for myself, I do journaling, for example. I journal my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings, what's going on, having a reflective conversation with myself. And just by that act, it helps me clear, clear. It's a good word. Just clear things out so that I can still come back to my true self. And that's one way I do it. I've had other guests on the show talk about, you know, mindfulness is another way that we can get to that core of who we are. And it's just so important because when you're talking about authenticity, we have to know what our values are. What do we believe? Why do we believe them? And when we're in that space, that's when we can really live to be our authentic self. So when you're working with someone who is afraid, they're not going to come to you and say, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to take this leap, Matt. But rather, you will have them start journaling or or practicing mindfulness and allow that fear to, to expose itself or bubble up? That's part of it. And also, you know, going out and let's say after a session to the next week, pay attention to what is, what's causing this fear. You're moving along and all of a sudden you have this self-doubt. Stop, write it down, or make sure you, you really think about what it is to be more observant of what's going on in your life. Let's take a pause right here. We'll go to our final break, and when we come back, we're going to pull things together for everyone out there on the, that are listening to us. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. We'll be back here in just a couple of minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. Now, today's conversation is about entrepreneurial leadership, and I've been talking with my colleague, Lorna Donovan. And Lorna, the time is, is moving by, and it's time now to let's pull things together for the listening audience. I always like to have at least three takeaways for them to think about and even enact, if you will, after the show. And so as you reflect in our conversation, what would you say are the, the three main headlines for us to take away today? I think the levels of energy and that there's uh, 
potential for apprehension or fear, but there's also possibility and positivity at each of the levels. I think about the fear uh, showing up as banishment, leaders who say, I, I don't like that idea, or we must remove this person, and I, and I, I say to myself, let's, let's think about what Nelson Mandela said, that that banishment or even humiliation of others really subjects them and all of us to an unnecessarily cruel fate. That means we can evolve. Coaching helps. That's the first big takeaway. I like what you're saying there. And, you know, another way to think about this, too, is we are all, our whole being is represented in, we all have the different levels within us. And we have to have them. And, for example, when we think about the the fighter, the level two, that, in some ways, when we think about when we resist others or we, we resist something, it's because in the past it has been protecting us. And now when we're in this space, we have to realize, okay, why, why am I going into that, that fighting or that victim stage? What's going on here? And to have that honest reflection and conversation with yourself so that you can move yourself more into the anabolic levels of energy. What's your Absolutely. second takeaway? Yeah. I think the second takeaway is really about leadership. Uh, entrepreneurial or not, the opportunity to be authentic is also the opportunity to be empathetic, to give a gift to yourself of living your joy. Mine happens to be being outdoors, traveling and teaching. And my work has come full circle recently where that's where clients have asked me to show up. Can you take our team out of the classroom and get them to experience this? And at the same time, great leadership is around empathy toward other people. And it takes a bit of coaching, which might include, in my case, some directiveness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, that level five energy and above where we're really into that peace and we're into acceptance of ourselves and others and looking to how do we bring and bring all this stuff together and move things forward. So I, I'm really appreciating that second takeaway. How about the third Yeah, I think the third big takeaway is near and dear to my heart that entrepreneurship is giving yourself permission to be self-aware and to feel your confidence that the leadership that you're looking for is the leadership that leads you to entrepreneurship. So if you're like me, um, the inflexibility of of a corporate structure um, or even the boredom that comes with that, I say thank you, boredom, because you, you have created a petri dish for my for my next envisioned uh, journey I, I'm loving it energy we have it all having empathy and being authentic and that whole entrepreneur and and being being nice to yourself you know be nice to yourself and and like you said it's okay you know when we have those moments of maybe things aren't real crystal clear but know that when you're living your full truth and a life of joy and abundance, that's when things will really start coming into play for you the way that they're supposed to be. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a, there are many different mantras or sayings that I've learned over time, but where you are in your life right now is perfect. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. Now, looking forward, where do you want to be? 
I've never heard that before, but um, with your permission, I'd love to borrow it and, and keep that as a reminder of, of acceptance. You sure can. You sure can. Now, Lorna, we're coming up at the end of the show. And before we go, for the listeners out there who want to contact you and have you take them out of the classroom and go hiking and <laughs> do some teamwork, <laughs> what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, my website, which is leadertrends.net, or find me on LinkedIn under Lorna Donovan. Fantastic. I cannot thank you enough for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your journey and having this insightful, insightful conversation around entrepreneurial leadership. Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Fantastic. Now, for everyone out there that's listening, if you have a topic or that you would like me to cover on the show, if you have a guest that you think would bring something really interesting for us to be talking to, please contact me. You can do that. You can go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership. And of course, go through Voice America and, and my other outlets. So I want to say to all of you out there, have an abundant, joyous week ahead and take your energy, harness that energy and make transformation happen. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.